We're just going to throw you a curveball today. And I hope that doesn't make you nervous. And, uh, you know, sometimes we do one, well, two, three songs, take an offering, maybe do another song. We're going to go into the Word right now. And um, I'm going to dismiss teachers. And uh, thank you, praise team. Praise God. It's good to have you in the house of the Lord today. I'm glad you're here. I feel the spirit of the Lord in a rich way. Some of you are still going, what in the world's going on? It's all right. Amen. You can be seated if you'd like to. Praise God. I, um, I would remind you quickly that next Sunday will be a combined service. Next Sunday will be a combined service in Union Gap at 11. May the 1st, combined service, 11 o'clock. There you go. Thank you. Right on cue. That will be next Sunday. We'll try to put a sign on the door in case you show up here at 10. You'll still be able to make it in plenty of time. You won't be like, what happened? Amen. Um, Please remember the multiple families. I got a picture last night about 930 with three or four of the families that are all roughing it in Hawaii right now. And so um, remember the Rodriguez, the Martinez, the Guardados, the Brewers, the Palacio. There's a whole bunch of them out there. So I pray they're converting Hawaii in Jesus name. Amen. I. um, I've had all kinds of stuff stirring in my spirit. And. You know, it's interesting, the Lord will talk to us sometimes and sometimes he's talking to us for us and sometimes he's putting things in us that he's going to share with someone else. And um, so when I find that I have a lot of things sort of stirring in my spirit, my process is such that I begin to push them all out. You understand, I'm not pushing the Lord away. I'm just trying to be empty. I'm not going, oh, let me latch on to this one. Let me latch on to that one. So I'm pushing them out. And uh, I felt like as we were worshiping right there, the Holy Ghost just whispered this to my spirit. And I have no idea what in the world we're going to do with this, but we're just going to read it. And then we'll see. Because this has not been something that's been turning in my spirit. And so I can only give it to you from the word of the Lord. And I trust the flow of his spirit. The Lord knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knew you would be here this morning. He knew that. You did not catch him by surprise. You may have caught individuals by surprise, but you did not catch the Lord by surprise. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 41 I pray that we would hear and receive the word of the Lord this morning. Isaiah 41. I want you to pray with me again. 
Would you talk to the Lord right there where you are? There is such a strong undercurrent of the Holy Ghost right now that the Lord is desperately desiring to speak to someone. He knows where you are. He knows your circumstance and your situation, and He's desiring to speak into it. If you'll you'll let the Spirit of the Lord anoint our ears today. God, anoint our ears to hear. Anoint our ears to hear. I pray, anoint our ears to hear, not with my intellect, not with the humanity that I'm made of, but by your spirit, ears to hear. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Isaiah 41, verse 17. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Watch what he said he'll do. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar, the shitta tree, and the myrtle, and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the fir tree and the pine and the box tree together. Why will the Lord do all of this? That they may see. That they may see. Verse 20. And know. Not just see, but know. And then not just know, but consider. And then not just consider, but understand. The Lord is going to do all these things first for people to see. Then for people to know. Once they know, to consider. And then once they consider, He will bring understanding. See, know, consider, and understand what? That the hand of the Lord has done this. Did I forget to dismiss children? Whoops. Thank you, Brother Joey. Children all the way up to age 11 can go to class. 2 to 11. That the hand of the Lord hath done this. And the Holy One of Israel hath created it. Turn with me to Isaiah 43 and verse 15. Isaiah 43, verse 15. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which makes a way in the sea and a path In the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow. Now, watch verse 18. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things. Of old. 
Why? Verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. When? Now it shall spring forth. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'm going to tell you what I feel the Holy Ghost is coursing through my spirit right now. Maybe it's just for me. I don't know. But these two passages of Scripture, just in a moment, the Lord quickened my heart over here. I had to go find them. I wasn't sure where they were. But there is something about if you look in these two passages from some very clear things, we see the Lord bringing rivers in a place where it's dry. We see Him bringing fountains in the desert. We see Him bringing trees out in the midst of a desert where they usually would not be. He's producing something of beauty, something that ministers, he said, the poor and needy that are thirsty. He's providing for those what they do not have, and they're not going to find it. He's providing it in a place where they are. He's bringing it to where they are, where you would never expect it to be. You wouldn't expect to find water in the middle of the desert. You wouldn't expect to find these different trees that he declared would grow up there in the middle of the desert. But the Lord is saying, I'm going to do something. And when I do it, I'm going to do it in a manner that no one would be able to say, oh, this is why that happened. The only thing they'll be able to do is look and say, I see something that I cannot explain. I have to know what's going on here. I'm trying to consider what I'm seeing. And the Lord will cause understanding to come that the hand of the Lord has done this. And people will look and see and recognize whatever just took place. It can only be described as the hand of the Lord has done something. You and I, especially in North American culture, we live in a way in which we are producers. Let me explain that statement. We make things happen. Got anybody that's a make things happen person? Three of us in the whole room are honest. Either that or we got a bunch of passive people in the room. I don't think so. Right? Make things happen. That's our human nature. That human nature oftentimes is, most of the time, is contrary to God. Now, we're made in His image, so there's parts of our nature that come, all of it, but we have to push out our carnal nature so that the spiritual nature of Christ, Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2, that we were made to be partakers of His divine nature. But our nature is to make things happen. But if you and I take a moment and we look at the world around us or maybe in your own individual circumstance and situation today, and I really feel like that's where the Lord's reaching to someone. In your own individual circumstance and situation, you don't know how to make a way. Some of you are this very descriptor that we read in Chapter 41, poor and needy, thirsty. He's not talking naturally, you understand. 
He's not talking naturally. Some of the most affluent, richest people financially in the world are some of the poorest. He's talking about spiritual bankruptcy. He's talking about lives that are empty and searching and trying to find something. They don't even know what they're thirsting for. Don't even know what they're hungry for. But they're looking, they're searching. That song we sing, Jesus, I'm desperate for you. Some of you hear those words and you can't even relate to that. But your soul relates to that. Your soul recognizes there's a hunger in me that I don't know what it's going to take to fill it. I'm going to tell you what it's going to take to fill it. It's going to take the indwelling spirit of God being poured into your life. And Jesus said it this way. When you drink of the water that he gives, it will be in you rivers of living water flowing out. But your circumstance, your situation, I hear the Spirit of the Lord trying to speak so distinctly to someone. You can't make it happen. And you can't fix it. But I can cause rivers in the middle of the desert. I can cause a river to come on the mountaintop. I can cause fountains to spring in the valley. I can do things in impossible situations that you don't see how. And if you'll just trust that I'm able to do this, I will do these things to the life that will yield itself to the Spirit of God. Don't look back at the old things. How do I fix the old stuff? Don't look back to the former things for a solution. But Jesus, the Lord, said, I will do a new thing. Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, The challenge sometimes, you know, they make this statement. Anybody heard of the Oregon Trail? Okay, yeah. Good, you paid attention in American history or else you just played the game. Um, You know, they had a statement about the Oregon Trail, I'm told, that they said to people when they started to head west, choose your rut carefully. You may be in it for a while. That's an interesting statement, isn't it? Choose your rut carefully. You may be in it for a while. That comes to my mind because here's what happens sometimes even to children of God. Is we get into a routine. And we go through our routine And God in His great mercy and great grace ministers to us in our routine. But I really hear the Spirit of God saying, I'm going to do something new. I'm not talking about He's not going to get outside the book. You understand. But the Spirit of the Lord. See, we've got to let Him change how we think. 
We have to allow him. We're so limited by our finite mind. We're so limited by our past experiences. Don't consider the former things. He said, behold, I'll do a new. We're not talking about dismissing the things God's done for us in the past. You understand. But we can't rely on past experience for what the Lord is going to do in the last day. And there is a world that is desperately needing a move of the Spirit of God. There is a desperate need for a spiritual awakening like there has never been before. There is a desperate need even in the church for an awakening from a place of sleep and slumber or call it a rut that we've just sort of been in maybe for a little bit. And the Spirit of the Lord is saying, I want to bring water in a dry place. Now, here's the thing. He can do it in a moment. In a moment. And He's not doing it so people can make a name for themselves. He wants to do this so the world will look and see The hand of the Lord is there. God is doing something. He's going to manifest himself to a thirsty, poor, and needy people. He will do it so the world will know and declare it's only the hand of the Lord. It's only the hand of the Lord. I've been praying this verse the last few days in Romans chapter 8. You've heard me quote it many times. But it's just turning in my spirit. It's got to take place. I'm praying it for myself. I'm praying it for you. Romans 8 says, The creature waits with earnest expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does that mean? That tells me the world about me, Brother Johnstone, is waiting. Creation is waiting. They don't even know what they're waiting for. They don't even know what they're hungry for. They don't even know what they're thirsty for. But I'll tell you what they're waiting on. They're waiting on you and I, children of God that have been buried in the name of Jesus, that have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They're waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Paul declared it. They're waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Here I say it this way. They're waiting on you and I to be the body of Christ. Pray with me for a moment. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, you don't have to figure out how to do it. We just have to be yielded vessels, not a few. We don't have to have all the answers and solutions. He is the answer. We just have to learn to yield to His Spirit and obey the instruction of the Holy Ghost and walk in the Spirit and allow the ministry and the manifestation of His Spirit through us. He's desiring to do these things. It's the verse you've heard me quoting the last couple of weeks. 
It is the Spirit of God that works in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure. It's the desire of God to work through you. It's the desire of God to flow through you. How would He cause a river in a dry place? I'll tell you how, Brother Joel. He'll take a child of God filled with the Spirit of God and out of their belly will flow rivers of living water in a dry place. A child of God filled with the Spirit of God can walk into a dry atmosphere, can walk into a dry situation and open our mouth and begin to speak under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and there will be a flow of a river in a dry place and they'll not look and say oh what a person they are they'll look and recognize this is nothing other than the hand of the Lord this is his desire to manifest himself to the world through you and through I come on In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now watch. Remember all those trees we read about? In chapter 41. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar, the shedda tree, the myrtle, the oil tree. I will set in the desert the fir tree, the pine, the box tree together. What are all these trees? Isaiah 61. Watch. Isaiah 61. Verse 1. We recognize because the Lord Jesus Christ quoted Isaiah 61 after he came out of the wilderness. He said this. But watch in Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Why? Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Now we need to recognize and understand. Jesus quoted this when he came out of the wilderness. But when you and I are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God dwelling in us, this should be what we do. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Watch. Why is he doing all of this? Watch. That they, who's they? They are the ones that the spirit of the Lord is upon. They are the ones that have preached good tidings. Why? 
would he do all of this? Why is he giving the oil of joy for mourning? Why is he giving you and I garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness? Why has he done all of this? That they would be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. Why? That he might be glorified. You know what all those trees in the wilderness are? doesn't fit there it's out of place there right exactly right we don't fit in the world we're not created to fit in we're not created to just blend in look like act like sound like walk like talk like no Paul was very clear in 1 Corinthians, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you to myself. But what happens? He didn't didn't do all of this so that we would be called trees of righteousness and planted in a church building out here in Selah that nobody would know about. Notice, he planted the trees in the wilderness, in the desert. You... Because he is no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of persons. And so he would flow through you and through I to manifest himself to the world. He does not fill us with his spirit just so we can say, I've got it. I've got it. It's to plant us in the unlikeliest of places to where someone in a high school would look and say there's a planting of the Lord. To someone would look in an RV manufacturing facility and say the planting of the Lord. Someone would look in a barber shop and say the planting of the Lord. Someone would look And see you and I wherever he plants and says, that's so out of place here. I don't don't understand how in this desert or this wilderness, how is it this oil tree is here? How is it this pine tree is here? You understand, if you were to study all of these trees, they all offer different things. Some offer shade. Some offer oil, some all, all of them things that would minister to a weary person or a weary, all that provides something that they usually wouldn't find in a desert or a wilderness. And so the Lord says, I'm going to plant trees like that in these places in the desert and the wilderness, and I'm going to do all of that so that they'll see, so they'll know, so they'll consider and they'll understand the hand of the Lord has done this. Stand with me, please.
Here's the question. Will you? Will you? Will you let him plant you? Will you let him plant you? Will you and I submit ourselves to the living God in such a way that says, Lord, you choose the place, not me. And I feel the Holy Ghost reaching so desperately for somebody. Will you let him plant you? Maybe your life feels like that desert or that wilderness. I'm telling you, he can do a work in you. My human nature and your human nature says, I don't see how. You don't understand all these former things of my life. You don't know about this about me. You don't know that. I don't. I don't need to. He knows. But he can take a river in a dry place and begin to wash your life. Begin to do a work in you that you never thought possible. Come on, what you're feeling right now is that very spirit of God. That living water that's available to whosoever will. And he can begin to wash over you. He can do something that you never thought possible before. He can deliver your mind. He can deliver your spirit. He can make you new. This is what he does. This is the promised word of God. This is the declared word of God. And this is what he'll do with a child of God that's yielded to him. Come on, would you talk with him and would you be sensitive to the Holy Ghost this morning? I'm opening this altar to you today. If you'd like to find a place of prayer or if you want to yield to the Spirit of God and begin to pray with someone else. But there is a beckoning call of the Lord to cause rivers to spring forth. There's a beckoning call of the Lord to plant trees. Come on, maybe it's just an admitting, Lord, I trust where you're planting me. I trust what you're doing. It doesn't make sense to my circumstance. But I trust you. I don't understand it, but I trust you. All I want is the Lord to be glorified. All I want is for people to say the hand of the Lord has done this. Come on, this is his purpose today. This is his purpose for you and for me. In the name of Jesus, please find a place of prayer. Please find a place of prayer. Or be sensitive and find someone as the Lord would lead to begin to pray with. And let the Spirit of God work in your heart and in your mind today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Lord, we pray your kingdom come. Lord, we pray your will be done. Every eye behold the one seated high 
upon the throne and every tongue confess that you are Lord when your kingdom comes and everything changes everything changes when your kingdom comes let your kingdom come the earth is shaking chains are breaking as your kingdom comes let your kingdom come lord we pray the lame will leap and lord we pray the blind will see and every sickness must be healed as your glory is revealed and every tongue confess that you are lord when your kingdom comes and everything changes everything changes when your kingdom comes let your kingdom come the earth is shaking chains are breaking as your kingdom comes let your kingdom come mountains have to move every chain is loosed god we declare your kingdom is here everyone will see fall down at your feet god we declare your kingdom is here mountains have to move every chain is loosed god we declare your kingdom is here everyone will see fall down at your feet god we declare your kingdom is here
fall down at your feet. God, we declare your kingdom is here. Lord, we pray your kingdom come. Lord, we pray your will be done. Every eye behold the one seated high upon the throne. And every tongue confess that you are Lord when your kingdom comes. And everything changes, everything changes when your kingdom comes. Let your kingdom come. The earth is shaking, chains are breaking as your kingdom comes. Let your kingdom come. And Lord, we pray the lame will leap. And Lord, we pray the blind will see and every sickness must be healed as your glory is revealed and every tongue confess that you are lord when your kingdom comes and everything changes everything 
changes when your kingdom comes. Let your kingdom come. The earth is shaking. Chains are breaking as your kingdom comes. Let your kingdom come. Mountains have to move. Every chain is loosed. God, we declare your kingdom is here. Everyone will see. Fall down at your feet. God, we declare your kingdom is here. We just thank the Lord for what he's doing right now in our hearts and in our lives. Are you glad that he knows right where you're at this morning? He knows what you're going through. He brought you here today for an appointed time that he could minister to you and let you know you don't have to doubt. You don't have to worry about this. God's got it in control. God's got that plan for your life and it's just unfolding in front of you today. Father, we thank you today for everything that's happening today, God, in our hearts and in our lives today, God. And we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that every one of us are scared at times when God speaks to us, calls us in a direction or a ministry that We've not fulfilled yet. It's the beginning. It's the starting line. That's a normal feeling to be nervous, to be scared about it, to, to wonder, well, what happens if I fall on my face or what happens if this doesn't happen? That's where we learn to trust him. God calls you because of his confidence in you. Not because of ability and talent. God uses you. You're just simply the vessel. But it's you and I yielding to God, saying, okay, God, if this is what you want, this is where you're planting me, then I'm here to surrender to that will and plan and purpose. When God called me to preach, I had only been in a home Bible study. I hadn't even been in a church service yet. When God called me to preach, it scared me to death. I said, not me, Lord. Uh uh. Two other men stood up that day in a house and said, I think it's me. I think it's me. And I think, thank God I got out of that. (laughs) Neither one of them were called. It was me and another one. (laughs) But that's normal to be nervous. But what you've got to do is yield to God. 
You've got to say, okay, God, if this is what you want, then you've got to open the door. I'm going to start praying and reading my Bible. I'm going to get involved in the kingdom work, God. And out of that will unfold the plan of God. I just want to encourage somebody. We're all nervous. and We're still nervous, by the way, 40 years later. But, uh, and some of the things that God may call us to do and ask us to do. But let's thank God right now for his confidence that he has in you. He's calling you. He's sending you. He's directing you this morning. Father, thank you this morning for the confidence that you have in us. For, Lord, sometimes we have no confidence that we can do anything that would amount to anything in the kingdom of God. But, Father, you're calling us and and you're sending us, Lord, because you're going with us, Lord God. It won't be us, but it will be you working through us to accomplish your will and your plan, God. Help us to be that yielded vessel, God. You're the potter, we're the clay, Lord God. Shape us and mold us into what you're calling us to be, God. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that. In that wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed.